Welcome into another edition of the Primary Residential Mortgage Armchair Quarterback. I'm Tony Lombardi here with Dean Johnson from Primary Residential Mortgage. That's you. That's me. And Drew Foster from Drew's Morning Dish. What do you What do you want? I'm gonna. Place I want an the order. line. No, 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 no. For China, I won that Chinese lunch bet last week with him. Oakland. You won one last oh, week. I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big Szechuan chicken guy. Okay. Oakland and the Steelers. Remember I called that one out, right? You I'm did. Gonna just call it in real quick. What time? 12.30? You knew about, hold on. Did Drew, did you know about the bad footing on the field going in? You just, knew this. You had inside right. information? I'm it's making a call. It's breakfast time, Drew. <laughs> we didn't talk about a Chinese breakfast. <laughs> oh, so, man. We lose 27-24. I'm miserable. What did I text Not you guys? Really. What did I text you guys? Yeah, Heart heartbroken. heartbroken. I said, at least they covered. <laughs> <laughs> it showed you where his heart is. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> no, but I mean, you got to admit, going into this game, we all said it last week that this was this had a blowout written all over it, and they held up. They did well. I love the way Wink Martindale's defense was aggressive at the line of scrimmage. This kid, Patrick Mahomes, is a monster. He's a real deal. He's the real deal. I mean, I haven't seen guys, I mean, we can talk about the no-look pass, but I haven't seen, the only gunslinger like that I've seen in the last 20 years is Brett Favre, and this guy does the and same stuff. he's more stuff. mobile. Yeah, the lobs, the, the no-look, I mean, and he's got just an absolute gun when he needs it. So it's, I mean, he was fun to watch, I got to tell you. A lot of fun. It was nice that we hit him, though. I know you're going to get there, Tony. We hit him. It was him. nice that we hit him and made him show that he can handle that, too. The Ravens defense went in there to win that game throughout the game, except on the most important play they of the game. did not rush him, and Romo said it. Romo said it. He goes, why aren't you bringing it on this play? Did you see who was on the field when they're rushing for? Who was that? Brandon Williams. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That might be my come on, man, right there. How does Brandon Williams get on the field, fourth and nine, and that's the game if we win that play? They didn't go after him on that play. Yeah, they're not running the ball there for sure. I'm, I'm not of the – I get the whole moral victory thing. I do. I understand it. You know, went there, fault tooth and nail, rookie quarterback, and all that other stuff. But I, I don't subscribe to that much. This one, they kind of gagged it at the end here. And, and because you only have a limited number of these losses that you can absorb. You know, I file most of these games into two categories. The ones that were never really there for the taking. We, you know, the Bengals was a two-score result. Steelers at home, they whipped us. Uh, Panthers kind of whipped us. Like, those games were never really there. The Cleveland game in Cleveland, this game yesterday, th you, th those games are there for the taking. Saints game. And you can't, Saints game, right. You can't give these kind of games away. You can give away one. You can't give away a couple. Yeah, I mean, right. You, but when the dust settles and you're 9-7 and seven and you don't make it or you're 10-6 and six but you don't get home ice because somebody else finished with the same record, you know, the, it come, always comes down. If you're a decent team and – there are like 12 decent teams in the league. There's three or four good teams, and then there are 12 teams like the Ravens. You know, you can throw the Colts in there, you can throw the Titans in there, you can throw the Houston the Dolphins. They're all, right, they're, all these teams that are decent, it's going to come down to one game. They're going to make it or not make it based on one game at the end of the year. You just can't give these kind of games away. You can't squander. I don't care who it comes against. It doesn't matter if it's Kansas City or Tampa. You can't give games away the way they gave that one away yesterday. Um, and that said, there's so many little tentacles to it, again, to even wonder how they got there in the first place. Like, the quarterback threw for 147 yards. You're not beating anybody in the league when you throw for 147 yards. That said... You almost if, did. If, if, you should have. Right, I don't agree with you completely. If, if the, well, yeah, but you're not beating teams when you don't throw for 200 yards. Consistently. Right. But that, that said, if this kid doesn't make the fourth and ninth throw 
And Mosley is it, it was so reminiscent of the of the Cincinnati thing because Mosley's totally. hand is right here and the ball's right there. Like And that fourth down crazy. monkey is still on their back. I guess. I mean they had two of them. Fourth and three, throws a little touchdown pass, fourth and nine, game on the line, he makes that throw. It's you know, well, hey, the other team tries too. That kid's a hell of a quarterback. Man, there's no doubt about that. He really is. He makes big conversions on third and longs and fourth and longs. And and I think that you know, if you have a defense that has good safeties, those plays don't happen. Ravens don't have good safeties anymore. Weddle can't. Weddle. Yeah. Weddle. Oh, that's a good point. Weddle can't wrap up. Tony Jefferson's not playing. Chuck Clark looked overmatched. I, I agree with you. I mean, Travis Kelsey, especially in the first half. I mean, he had his way with us. Literally had his way. The touchdown was all on the safety. It was a zone. He goes, cuts to the corner. Nobody was within five, ten steps of him. I know Mahomes looked like Superman yesterday, but I guarantee you that some of those passes are going to come back to haunt him. Because those, if he faces Derwin James, they play them against uh, the Chargers this week. That's a guy, he's, he's going to be all over some of those balls. He throws across his body and across the field. I know he's got a cannon, and he looks really good doing all those things. Like you said, Dean, that no-look pass was amazing. But I'm a basketball yeah. player. I've never seen that in the NFL. Never, not once. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. never, well, never amazing. once. It was well, unreal. He, he's, you know, throughout his career, and I think he's going to be a, an awesome NFL quarterback, but he'll cough up some games in his career, no question. He might cough up a game this January, throwing the ball around like that. But, uh, you know, it, not only does he make good throws, but he's mobile. He's a little bit more of an athletic version of Roethlisberger, right? Mm-hmm. He, he took 14 or 15 hits on Sunday. Got knocked down, got sacked, got chased around, and was able to get out of the pocket. Still make some throws. Throws it across his body, like he, you know, the other. Well, team, he moves other to move. Got guys on scholarship. Too. He moves to move, Drew. He doesn't just move to run. He he runs when he has to, but he moves to move to gain to gain time. Extend and plays. It, extend plays, and it, it's 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 neat to watch. I thought this was the first time that we've seen, uh, that we've seen Lamar and or the offense starting to look a little out of sorts. It was the first time, particularly I thought in the second and third quarter, it was the first time I've seen either maybe the other team scheming it right or maybe we were just, we, we didn't get our feet under us. And certainly in overtime, um, it was kind of some weird play calling. Throwing that bomb to Chris Moore was kind of goofy because if the guy intercepts it, the game's over. Right. Um, but he made a couple of nice throws there early on. Then he got dinged and RG3 came in. Uh, but it was the first time I think we've seen the offense look a little disjointed, and well, they didn't... let's not forget it was loud. I mean, it was really oh, loud. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, I think they've, they've, to me, there's no question they've given the ball to this kid for the rest of the season. Now, if he starts Joe on Sunday against Tampa Bay, John's got bigger, you know, what's than we're going to give him credit for because the team definitely doesn't want Joe to play. And what makes you say that? I just think that there's been a prevailing thought in the locker room that we should just go with this guy. So, John, and John knows that. Look, this thing about what happened on Sunday with Joe not being in there, think about this for a second, and and maybe it all starts to kind of come clear. They had him cleared on Friday and didn't even suit him up yesterday. That tells me they've decided to go with this scheme, which RG3 fits. If and you saw it against Atlanta. RG3 came in and was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't bad. Uh, he made a nice throw yesterday to Willie Sneed on that ball that got whatever happened at the end. It looked like it might have been pass interference, but every play could be pass interference. Um, I think they've just decided that we're going with these two guys. 
there's, uh, to me, there's no other way you can explain Joe not dressing on Sunday. This garbage about Joe's uh, the prep time. He'd been in the league 11 years. Right. He'd been with the same team 11 years. It's one thing if it's his first year. He's been with the Ravens for 11 years. He knows the plays more than they know the plays. And there were times yesterday when I thought, I wish Joe would buy into this concept of let's just get him on. Because he should have been on the field at the end of the game. If they have to throw the ball with Lamar Jackson, they're in trouble. They just are. And if there was a stat I think they showed yesterday, they averaged 6.8 yards on first down. Yeah. That's a great number. And that's the only way that a Lamar Jackson-led offense is going to win is if they can, they can win first down. Because he can't be in second and third and long situations consistently to win football games. They, I mean, look, I said it last week when we talked. I would love to see the concept of mixing them both up. And they definitely needed Joe at the end. I mean, you're, you're, you got these bunch packages. You're not sending enough guys even out into routes to make an impact. I mean, we, we talked before the show. I don't think Hayden Hurst played but 10 snaps. You know, they, they only had two receivers on the field, never three. So, I mean, it, it begged for a change. And Lamar, I mean, you know, the first time we dropped him back, they get him from behind, then he, he's on pocket presence isn't so great. They get him from behind, fumbles, and ends it. Just, you know, rookie, rookie mistake. But I agree with you, Tony. I agree with you completely. Well, there was third and six late in the game. They're deep in Kansas City territory. I think they're even in the red zone. And they had all, this bunch formation in the backfield. One receiver was at, flanked out. Yep. Third and six. I know. And Lamar ran it for four yards. I guess that's kind of what I mean when I say they just didn't look. Yesterday was the first time that I thought they looked a little out of sorts. Um, and the, the, the you line. You haven't mentioned Marty yet. The line. Yeah, I, I didn't see. I mean, I don't know that there was a lot there. Uh, maybe it was just Kansas City doing a nice job scheming. I mean, there were certainly. I thought the play call in overtime was really bizarre to throw the ball deep like that. That didn't make any sense to me at all. But um, they. They're going to really need to reconfigure, and I'm not telling them something they don't know already. They're going to really need to reconfigure their offense in general for this kid to be the quarterback in the future. And he's going to be the quarterback. Um, Design. I, I mean, things like the, I mean, we said it last they week. Need, they need different linemen. Their lineman's skill set needs to be different. They certainly have to get people with a little bit more fleet of foot, guys that can get out quickly and push with him. Um, they still need to be able to pass protect because they are going to need to throw the ball, and they need more people to catch it. You know, I mean, it it just needs to be tweaked and reconfigured. And I haven't seen. And I keep saying this over and over and over. People always ask me, "What do you think?" You know, he's good, he's bad, he stinks, he's this, he's that. I haven't seen anything about him that's surprising. Nothing. I think this is good exactly. Or bad. Yeah, I, and I think this is the way he's going to be. In his career, the, I, I I agree with that. The, I, ac- the accuracy we knew it that just going is in. What it is. The, the, you knew the accuracy was it is. If he drops it down sometimes, he keeps it up sometimes. He's changing his mechanics play by play. He's just athletic. He just he to Dean's point about basketball. Like you look at Curry. Curry can do all of those things. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can step forward, step back, and shoot. He he, he it's very natural and instinctive. I think this kid's very natural, very athletic. He's elusive. There's a lot of good things that he does. And there's also a lot of bad things that he does, and I think you're just this is it. What you see is what you get. I didn't I see don't any, think it's that bad. I didn't I, see any designed rollouts where the you know the, the I old was just de- say the, the same designed thing. rollout. The Jeff I said Jeff Garcia last week. The designed rollout where there's one receiver on the same route and you throw it to him. You move on to the next play. It's almost like a short run, like a running play. But I didn't see any of that. They do the run pass option, but they're not moving Lamar in anything that the defense hasn't seen. And even when they do the run pass option, it's not. He's not really. 
he doesn't really have both of those aspects at his you know disposal. Most of the time when I see it, it's kind of a disguised RPO, and they're really it's a handoff to Lamar. I mean to Gus Edwards every or, time, or 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 he's, or, or he's running. Yeah, it, it's not really. I don't you know it's not the wishbone. I get it, but the old days in the seventies and eighties of the wishbone, the quarterback had two or three different options that he could do. I don't think this is designed like that right now. Might be in a couple of years. He might really learn how to effectively run it, and they might have a running back. The quarterback and the running back have to be in sync. I mean, oh, they, I have to, they have to know, hey, I'm going to, you know, you've got to be ready to get this ball at all times. And I, I don't think what they're running right now is a true RPO. I think it just, it's, it's, a, it's a hybrid of it almost, yeah. just to use his athleticism. Yeah, there was just one play yesterday where they threw the sneed, I think, for a first down on a crosser. He pulled it back and threw it, mm-hmm. which was, you, you like this, to your point, they're not doing enough of that. Like Cam Newton runs a real RPO because mm-hmm. he throws the ball a lot more. But to Dean's point, with respect to rolling out, I just think with his athleticism, you have to move that pocket, particularly when these guys are getting some, uh, a rush up the middle. you got to move that pocket because the way he can extend plays, we've seen it time and time again when we face the Steelers, as slow as Ben is, extending plays creates opportunities downfield. And, that's, and most of it's sandlot football. It's not even designed plays. Right. You know, let's let him roll out. We'll give him one or two options, and then maybe something else will break open because he can extend plays. And he's fast enough to run to the – Run to the sideline. Right, freeze you, freeze you, freeze you. Take off. And if you ta- and I don't mean as a game, but even if they've got him, he rolls out and they got him. He'll sprint to the sideline. He gets back to the line of scrimmage. It's it's like an incomplete pass. Right. I would say this, and not to completely disagree with what you're saying, but I think what we've seen thus far, um, and I'll take the John Brown touchdown as an example. When he gets protected well, and he has time to set his feet and look around, he's making some nice throws. He made some really, he made a really nice throw to Clarence Moore. Oh, Clarence Moore, hell. Chris Moore in the end zone. Clarence Moore was another one of those guys that stunk. He made a nice throw to Chris Moore in the end zone, and Moore dropped the ball. Like I, he I get go it. Back to it. Yeah. I get it. Like if he throw, if he leads him a little better, it might have been an easier catch. But he's still got to catch that ball. Um, so I've seen him make some really quality. This idea that I see on mostly on social media of people who just say he can't throw—that's completely false. He can throw. Now, does he need to be a little more stationary to be accurate? To your point earlier, yes. So I don't know that rolling him out and letting him run around with it is going to make him a better thrower. In fact, I think what that does is feeds into his formula that what I really want to do is run. Well, I, 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 he, he really wants to run all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you, you know how Joe wants to throw it 55 times? If you said to Lamar, what do you want the game plan to be? He'd say, I wouldn't mind running it 40 times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it eight and I'll run it 40 and we're going to win. Well, yeah, well, you know, one of the other bright spots I thought in yesterday's game, a guy that was written off for dead, Kenneth Dixon, looked really good. He did look good. Had a burst. And I, I'm a big believer in the fresh legs theory. You know, when a guy comes in late in the season, doesn't have a lot of tread on him for, from the season. They loved him years ago, Tony. When they, yeah. when they drafted him, they yeah. loved him. He's just been snake bitten with injuries. But, I mean, he did have a nice burst. And, it, you know, you need more than one. If you're going to be running that much, you need more than one. Well, I think it streaked, uh, speaks to Drew's point earlier that you have to develop a system around Lamar Jackson if, you, if in fact, he is the guy. And it, it calls for faster guards, guys that can get out in space. It calls for that north and south guy with a quick burst. Maybe Kenneth Dixon can be that guy. We'll see. I think Gus Edwards is just a guy. 
He's he's fit. Uh, he's a, he's a good fit he, he right now. He won't be on the team in two years. Right, right, right. right. Completely. And, he's Alex Collins. And then they need that playmaker at, at the wide opposition. Not a Crabtree, not a Sneed. Those are guys that can move the chains, but they're not that playmaker. And I don't know the Browns are big enough to be that guy. See, I, I almost think we should look at a little bit, look at what Kansas City's done. And granted, they've got this kid, Kelsey, who... You know, has Hall of Fame looking stuff. Whether or not he makes the Hall of Fame or not, I don't know. But he, you know, you throw it, he catches it. Except for one play yesterday, he catches everything you throw to him. I think, and maybe we're trying to do it, we just haven't taken the right guys. I think we need some tight ends for this kid that when he does scramble around are big enough that he can throw it up and, you know, be athletic and they can get the ball. Well, Mark, Mark Andrews dropped one. And my, a couple. And my but week, typically, my, he would be reliable. My weekly statement, where, where is Hayden Hurst? Right. You know, because, so I do think they're trying to do it. Yeah. But they need, going forward, I don't disagree they need wide receivers. Look, they, need, they just need better football players, right? But I really think you can make this offense work with some tight ends, some really good pass-catching tight ends, big guys that can get the ball in space, and he doesn't have to be completely 100% accurate with it because that's just not his nature. I, I, I'm telling you, I haven't seen a, anything in him that tells me he's going to be a world beater, and I haven't seen anything that tells me he's going to stink. No, but I, I, I keep saying this to people over and over and over. He, he's in his fourth game. This is this if is, we this all is assume if we all assume that Joe's gone after the year, and if we all assume that Lamar Jackson's your starter next year, then they're going to build the offense around him. They're going to probably get a new coordinator around him. They're going to draft around him. So I think you see a whole lot of changes between the end of this year and the start of next year. A whole lot. Which is, I think, what, kind of what you're saying. And it, it could be a heck of a lot of fun at that point. But, I mean, we're, we're still Scott taping it together. To your right. I, I don't think this configuration, um, the, the, the way it's currently constituted, this wouldn't work. This isn't sustainable. This current group of guys. And I think they know that. And they're just, they, they, look, they were forced into this. Let's, let's call it like it is. They weren't benching Joe. This kid got to play because Joe got hurt. I mean, I, they've been forced into this, and in some ways it's good. He's, got, he's getting some experience. He's won some games. He's played well in spots. But the way the offense is configured doesn't work for him. They, they, and they know that. But this is the nature of unintended consequences. When you take a kid like this with this sort of radical skill set, now your offense has to become almost a little radical to complement him. And, and this group doesn't fit well with him. Over, the long, run, over right. the long run, though, the team is better, him having gained this experience. Completely agree. Might not make – I actually think they're still going to make the playoffs, and hell, they might win the division. But, you know, L.A. could come in here in uh, January and beat us 31-20. to 20. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a coin flip. You didn't say San Diego. I know. I wanted to. Yeah, right. I wanted to say San Diego just for spite because it, it bothers me San Diego doesn't have a team. But anyway, go ahead. Better city to go out and visit on the road. Yeah, correct. A much better city. <laughs> right. So, so they've got this game plan now with Lamar, and it's they've kind of got an identity: control the football, run the football, win first down, play good defense. And do you think it's that identity now? This newly found identity behind Lamar is going to keep Joe on the bench for the rest of the season. I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, I think they would have an insurrection in the locker room if I'm reading the tea leaves right. I think the locker room is rallied behind it. You know, only three games to go. I don't see any way. And by the way, and we're all, we're all Baltimoreans here, the city will lose their mind if they put Joe back in, I think. I still think there's a great divide. 
still. Do you? I, 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 I think there are people, yes, that you, if you looked at Twitter a little, a little bit, people are still saying, oh, if Joe's in the game, we win that game because we need the passing quarterback at the end. Well, you might not have been in that position to begin with if Joe had started We've talked about empty seats, though, and i got to tell you, my 16-year-old already has a Lamar jersey. So... You know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see this weekend at the home game, and I know we always talk about that, what, what the crowd looks like, what the crowd's reaction is. What all, I can't wait to see all of it. I'll be out there. Well, speaking uh, of those jerseys, some guy tweeted to me the other day, new Lamar Jackson jersey, fifty four ninety five, new Joe Flacco jersey, fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see any way that they go back at this point, given what they've done for the last four weeks, uh, not the winning and the losing, but shaping, trying to anyway, shape the offense around this kid. Um, you know, learning a little bit more on the fly each week about what he does well, where we have to move on certain plays. I, I don't see any way they go back to Joe. I, I, it just doesn't have anything to do with them necessarily being 3-1 and one with Lamar in there. Although, you know, again, it's all about winning football games. He's played four, he's won three, he's lost one. I know... The quarterback doesn't have a record, but but to all of us, they do, right? Coaches and quarterbacks all have a record. Um, and a lot of the members of the Bengals. <laughs> Get it? Record? I got Never it. Mind. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I shouldn't say that because our record here in Baltimore is uh, not that clean either. We were clean for a while. <laughs> we're trying to bring right, it back. Right. But anyway, um, I'm here all week. Uh, <laughs> they, it, it, you just can't change the – to me, you can't change this now. To me, they've, they've, I don't even want to say they've gone to the dark side because that hints at like they've gone somewhere where they shouldn't. They, they've just gone to this formula, this offensive style, and it doesn't fit. They played with one Joe. of the top two to three teams in the whole league on, in their place in a hostile environment, in a loud environment, and almost won. It's funny. I, I don't want to say should have won because that makes right. me sound like a complete homer, but they almost won, and but maybe it, you could argue they should have won. So the formula's. Well, right. I said to a friend of mine yesterday, this is really odd. Had you said to me before the game, you saw the script and the Chiefs score 24 points in regulation, I would have said, we win. But if you would have said to me, hey, I saw the script and the Ravens scored 24 in regulation, I would have said, oh, they we lost. win. Right? Like, it's really weird, the dichotomy of those two, because but to Tony's I, I thought po- it was going to be more point, the though, 30s. We muscled them into playing our style of game. I mean, we must, we, we, that game was our style. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it travels well. It does travel well. So. Oh, and their field goal kicker stinks. True. So does the guy in Pittsburgh. Oh, we can talk about the Steelers <laughs> oh my God. and the AFC they, North. They're going to have to cut that kid. They're going to have to cut that kid. The Did Pittsburgh they, kid? They, they signed him for a five-year deal. They, they slipped. got to cut it. He slipped. He slipped. That's like the thing in Caddyshack where he threw the club and it, it slipped. That kid stinks. He barely <laughs> made the one extra point, hit the goalpost, and went in. He missed a field goal. He's terrible. He missed an extra point earlier. They got to cut it. Well, I want to talk about the Steelers. We're going to take a timeout. Before we do, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on how the Ravens are using RG3 now, almost like in the Lamar role when Joe was quarterbacking. What's the point of that? It makes no sense to me. I haven't figured it out. Two times I, yesterday at least. Right? It was more right. than, I think it was three or four. Oh, was it? And it makes, I, I saw at least It two. makes, you know, we sat there talking about it. A couple of my buddies, we were watching the game, my sons. None of us could come up with an explanation. I mean, it, we were grasping for straws and we had no explanation for it. It goes back to the 10 v 11 thing we talked about when Lamar would be in and Joe stood out wide. I don't get it. I don't get it. Unless you're going to throw it backwards to a quarterback to throw again, right. which does they've never done, it makes no sense to me. I, I think they're going for, and the, and, you know, this would be this will be how it works, right? 
they'll keep doing this and the, against the Browns, RG3 will catch a 45-yard touchdown and they'll win. Like that, they, they're looking for just one grand slam. They're, they're, yesterday was the time to do it. Well, yesterday I was guess, the time to right. do it. I it's like the fake punt. It's always great when it works. But no matter if it works or doesn't work, it, you, you've sort of used it for the year. Right. It's your one-trick thing that you can do. And uh, the Rams did it last night, actually, and got a, and got a first down. I was already in bed. They, they did it and got a first down. Didn't help. Nope, didn't help. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about the upcoming game against Tampa Bay coming. Bucks. Fruit's coming in. Chinese food's coming in. Oh, Courtesy okay. of Dean. Dean Dean's, Dean's paying for it. <laughs> this, is the, this is the primary residential mortgage armchair quarterback. There you go. Like 33rd Street was to Colt fans, Russell Street will become legendary for future generations of Raven fans. Not only is Russell Street the team's address on Sunday, it's now home to the website voted Baltimore's best five years in a row. You've known them as Ravens247.com for years, and now you'll love them as RussellStreetReport.com for many more. There's nothing else like it for Baltimore football fans. Trust me, RussellStreetReport.com. Baltimore's home for football 24-7. Welcome back to the primary residential mortgage armchair quarterback. Before we went to break, we started talking about the Steelers and the AFC North. But before we get to that, let's talk about some come on, mans. I already gave mine. I'll repeat it. Come on, man. Fourth and nine. Play the game. Win this play. You get off the field. You go home with with a victory, Brandon Williams is on the field rushing. When's the last time he got a sack? In college? He's been moving the pocket, doing well there, but no, no, not on an, not an obvious passing down against an obvious passing team. Didn't make any sense to me. Drew? Come on, man. My no. come on, man? I, I, look, I am out. not one to usually do this, but my come on, man, and I'm going to talk about it both ways, was the officiating yesterday. I thought it was terribly inconsistent. Crabtree with the offensive pass interference was a joke in my opinion. And Matthew Judon should have got called for another roughing the passer late hit that didn't go. And it, it just I'm watching this game and it, it's not making a heck of a lot of sense to me why these guys didn't have control of it. it you know, I, you guys got other examples? Well, Mahomes threw the ball 53 times and the Chiefs weren't called for holding one time. And that's I think that's statistically an impossibility. I'm with you. And it's crazy. But again, I'm the same way as you. I I always look at the refereeing from the 35,000 foot view. They, they miss calls for all the teams, all the time. It, it, it must just be an incredibly difficult game to officiate. I got you. It but must be. All the passing. They, 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 they don't call ones they shouldn't. They call ones they shouldn't. Just the one that stuck in my craw because there were so many passing plays the other well, way. The Crabtree thing the crab was a tree, huge play in the game. I know. We, it, 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 was, it was a game. turning point. Right. And it, it, you know. I mean, just a little nudge here. I mean, it, both guys were pushing. Made no sense. None. Sorry. Well, my come on man, my come on man would be. I couldn't care less because I thought that said the Dolphins were going to win outright, but it was a complete fluke. Obviously, my come on man it goes to the Patriots. Are you are you really are you kidding me that you lost the game that way? You allowed them sixteen to seconds lateral. left. They took you the lead. You allowed them the lot, and almost, Oakland almost did it. If that kid doesn't kind of lose his balance 
on the sideline, Smith-Schuster, he might have gone in for a touchdown. But somebody else lost his balance. It's uh, Yeah, right, yeah, which we love. <laughs> I love the fact that these people up there, they were all yelping and screaming in on Twitter about how Big Ben came back in, which you knew he was going to come back in and lead him right down the Absolutely field. Absolutely knew it. You just knew it, right. I love that they were all hopping around like Kevin Bacon and Footloose and that they still lost. Drew, you pride yourself on inside information, and you called Oakland for the victory last week. Did you I, know I, about I, the field Did you I, know about the field services as part I, of your prediction? But I got another one. I'll make another. And back to my come on, man, and then I'll give you another lock. Um, the come on, man, is this the Patriots, you know, throwing up on themselves on that play. Like, And, and they're going to make the playoffs, obviously, but... Yeah, they're not. Changes four. changes not, everything though. They're not right. They're they not got. They'll. I mean, if 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 it, if everybody held serve, yeah. they'd have to go to they'd have to go to Arrowhead, they're, which would be rabid. Nine and four. Um, but I'll give you another one. Guarantee. Capital G. Chargers beat the Chiefs Thursday night in KC. But you and I will be on assignment. We will so, be on assignment. So we'll miss it. But we'll have our phones out, and I will nudge you halfway through ants marching, and I'll say, "Hey, I told you, it's twenty four seven Chargers. Okay. Watch and see." I go to the Chinese food stand. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of Chinese restaurants near uh, in, in, in that section of, of DC. I know. I know that. Uh, but yeah, my come on man would just be the Patriots giving up that play. That, you know, everyone tries it. I will say this. I'll go back to. I will say this as an overview of what happened there. Um, we do this all the time as fans. Games out of, out of reach. Games done. We can't win. We stink. Just take a knee. Don't don't. Just dribble the ball out. Don't try. Let them go. Don't foul them here. Coaches never think like that. Coaches say, "Play till the end." We can still, we can still do this. I mean, I've seen basketball coaches that you know they're down five points with seven seconds to go, and they're like, "This is we're still well in this." We had a three pointer here off of this set piece, and then you foul the guy, he misses both shots, and we get it. We throw a three pointer, and we win by one. Like they're they just think differently than we think. And you know, again, was it a? Well, fun? hold on. Let me ask you a question. How was Bill Belichick thinking? What was, was he right, thinking? Right, right. Was Gronkowski back there? Gronkowski was back deep. I, I, I could see Gronkowski being back there on a 40-yard throw. I get that, right? But this kid was never throwing the ball from his 30 into the end zone. Correct. That, that, to me, that was a bad mistake. Um, but these coaches never quit, right? They just keep on, we, let's try this play. Maybe it'll work. Coaches never worked ever. That's okay. Let's try it. So and the it Dolphins. Once, almost twice. Dolphins have beat them five of the last six times down in Miami. Mm. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And, and the other good thing about that Patriots loss, a little added juju for the Patriots when they go into Pittsburgh. Right. Right. Yeah. You mean because they still have to win. Right. 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 Uh, I don't see them, to me, I don't see them losing Pittsburgh. Nothing, nothing to do with me rooting against Pittsburgh at Are all. Are we transitioning to that because this the division is what? It's a tie. We're a tie away from first place in the Half division, game. right? Half game. And... It, it, we have to win this week, you know, with Tampa, which I know you're worried about, and we all should sure. be worried about. I'm worried about a Although they are what eight point favorites? Eight, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that doesn't matter. And then it's into into L.A., not San Diego, into L.A. against the Chargers, which is going to be brutal. It's going to be another version of what we just had, just not as loud. And um, finishing up with Cleveland, all frisky games. I'd- San Diego, uh, damn it. L.A. has a very good defense, though. I don't think this trickery sort of gadgety stuff that we do is going to do well there to me. Okay. I'm not saying we can't win in, in L.A., but their defense is uh, much tougher than any of the ones we've seen thus far with, yeah. un, with Lamar there. Having just come back from Key West, I haven't looked far enough ahead, but is there a possibility that if the Chargers lose Thursday night, 
that their position surah is locked up, that there's no incentive for them to have. Yeah, but it's still the second to last week, Tony. It's not the last no, week. Yeah, if it was the last be. week, I'd I'd buy in and it you start be. resting. But they'd the be second... ten and four with two games left, and uh, the Chiefs would be twelve and two with two games left. So I don't. Although think... it's a night game, so the other to Tony's point, that could be a little play into that because we are a night game. So the day the day games that day would have already been locked up. So it wouldn't be playing. To your point, uh, it wouldn't be simultaneous. The other oh, we are. Sunday. You are right. Oh. Just come so, to me when you need this kind of information. You stay with the mortgage business and give me this. The I'll fill you in on mortgages off there. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle the scheduling and stuff. All right, so the Steelers have left on their schedule the Patriots. At and then New they Orleans, play. At New Orleans. Right, and then they wrap up against the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Yeah. And but, you know, we saw last year now the Bengals don't have anywhere near the weapons that they had against us. But even yesterday, they played the Chargers. They stayed in they it. Played the char- they had a two-point conversion with three minutes to go in the game that they didn't make, or would have, they would have been tied. I mean, they, that Driscoll kid, I don't even know who he is. Um, he, you know, they, they were within a two-point conversion at the time of the Chargers in L.A. So, you know, the, I, it's the NFL. It's insane. You, you, no one would have thought... Cincinnati would come here last year and beat us with our whole season on the line, and they had nothing to play for. So we got to win this week. How's that? Got to win them all. Uh, they got to win all three. I mean, two out of three could still get the division because Pittsburgh might not. Pittsburgh might only win one more game. Right. Pittsburgh could finish eight seven and one. We could finish nine and seven to win the division, which sounds crazy, but it it could very easily happen that way. Mm-hmm. Do you get the feeling that things aren't going well in Pittsburgh right now? There's like seems it feels like. The gut feel is that it's unsettled, and I, I wa- there's, there's not that swagger and confidence that there was maybe four games ago. And I watched, a, a, and this is a very small thing, but we, we talk about things on the sidelines. I watched Antonio Brown with the towel up in front of his face talking to um, Juju Smith-Schuster yesterday. I mean, they're going back and forth with the towels up so the, the cameras can't pick up what they're saying. But it didn't look like they were talking about how pleased they were. How's that? Well, Bell being, not having Bell for the season. And now has, Connor. Well, right. Um not having Bell for the season has hurt them. I mean, there's no question about that. They, the Connor Kidd has done a nice job. He's been a good fill-in. He, you know, people are going to throw stats and data up to support. He's just as good as Bell. No, he isn't. He isn't even close. Overall impact in the game, Bell would have much more impact. So that's hurt them. And, uh, you know, they made a business decision, and that kid made a business decision. And But it's definitely affected them. I think their defense, surprisingly, is actually a little better than it's been in the past. But losing Bell really, has really crushed them, without question. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Which we, is a shame, by the way. <laughs> we talk about this just about every week, but and it, it's a fluid situation with John Harbaugh. Where do you think he is in the, in the mix right now? I so wonder if there are ongoing discussions. We talked about this a week ago. If there are ongoing discussions between him and Bishotti, Along the lines of, hey, I'm going to give everything I've got to back up Lamar. We're going to game plan for Lamar. And I want to be here next year to keep riding this thing with Lamar. Because it, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like the same vibe that it's felt like to me over the last 10 years. I mean, it's, it's looser. I mean, the way he interacts in the locker room is looser the last couple of weeks. You know, they're trying, you know, they're a little more um, cavalier with their play calling. You know, it, it, it just feels like a different vibe to me. And I wonder, I so wonder what the interaction is between him and management at this point. I don't, and I don't know and the answer. You spoke about that last week, too. You talked about it. If you were John, I'd have that conversation. Now, right. we're, we're speculating that it took place, but. Right. I, I, I mean, look, 
first of all, John, how's it? People keep saying, um, people keep acting like that they can just kind of walk away from one another and, you know, bid one another a fond farewell. John has a contract. They owe John $5 million next year. That's the end of the story. Like, they either got to fire John and give him $5 million or let him be the coach and give him $5 million. He's not walking away from $5 million. Right. Now, he has some very um, interesting personal things going on in his life. His daughter will be a senior in high school. She is already signed to go play lacrosse at Notre Dame. Um, lots of speculation that John wouldn't want to be away from his family and that if for some reason the Ravens didn't uh, want him back, he would just kind of hang out for a year, maybe go do some TV, wait till his daughter finishes school, and then he'd be free to kind of move around the country and do whatever he wants. That said, to me, there's an ideal job open for him that if the Ravens were to part company with him, there's an ideal job that's fairly close to Notre Dame that would work out perfectly. You're thinking he'd be a cheesehead? I'm not saying anything. But um, I I think John, and Sunday really told a huge story for him. Those guys play their ass off for him just about every week. They do? I mean, there isn't, have they had a couple of stinkers? Of course. You know, they they didn't play very well against Carolina. Uh, There's, you know, along the way, there's going to be a game or two where teams, look at what happened yesterday to the Redskins. I mean, they were losing 34 nothing at that half, right? You're going to have a game like that Ever so often now, or the Redskins, it might be more than that. But they had Sanchez at quarterback, and I guess you weren't available or you'd have been in there. Um, Colin Kaepernick's available. <laughs> is he? I don't think so. Um, but I think, to me, they play hard every single week. And if Steve had some fault in his mind to let John go because the team no longer responds to him, he's insane. Every Sunday, those guys play hard for John. Every Sunday. Now, if you want to make the if you if you, if, if you want to go into the boardroom with the executives, to your point earlier about the fans, and say if we miss the playoffs again, no matter how it happens, if we miss the playoffs again, I don't know how we're going to sell tickets to people. If if we don't make some massive overhaul change, if and you, you can't. That, and, and by the way. You need a new offensive coordinator next year, no matter who the head coach is, and you can't make that splash as an offensive coordinator as opposed to making that splash with an offensive-minded head coach. So I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I I don't like to do this. I don't like the boardroom thing, and I don't like, you know, you you know the – the, the old uh, cliche, once you start listening to the fans, you go and wind up in the stands with them. Right. right? I get it, but Steve, they've scores of empty seats in the building. They did something last week, which we haven't even talked about because uh, of everything that's happened. They did something last week they haven't done in forever, which is they put tickets on sale at a discount to try to get people to buy both games, and it went over like a fart in church. And, they, like, hey, there was a commercial on the game yesterday on TV for tickets. Yeah, they're, First they're, time I've ever seen so one. So they're, I, you know, I, I don't like to use the word panicking because I know that they've structured this and thought this through in their boardroom, but their desperate times call for desperate measures. They have gobs of empty seats to sell, and they're going, they're going a little bit now outside the lines to try to sell them. So back to your point, we talked about John. Um, you know, if you're Steve you, and they don't make it, I mean, hell, you have to look at yesterday and say, if they win yesterday, that might have saved John's job. They're, how are you going to fire the head coach when they went into Kansas City and beat them? They wind up winning the division at 10-6, and six, and they go into the playoffs and have a home game. How are you firing the coach? And I still think that's possible. I, 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 but, dot, 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 I don't know how you go back with the same 
you know, department if they don't do some make make some noise and do some damage in the playoffs. To me, well, that's a really good point, and you th you think you don't want the boardroom to affect how you manage the team, but it does. I think it did last season during the draft. I, I bring this up every week. Derwin James. Derwin James should be a Raven, but somewhere along the line, my guess is that Steve Bashotti said. We've got enough defensive players. We need to get some offensive firepower. Now, you could argue that Hayden Hurst is hardly offensive firepower. But that said, I, I can believe where that kind of conversation took place. You guys know who they are. Go get them. But we, got, we can't go and get another, another safety. We've got two high, highly paid safeties out there right now. So I can see what – but you hate to see that happening. You don't want that to happen. You do what's best for the team. And at the end of the day, winning is what's going to bring back the fans. Solve everything. Well, they think it's going to solve everything. I mean, to your point there, they they believe um, it's just they, on. They, it's December. We're in the hunt, in the thick of it. I can't wait to see this Sunday. I'm very interested to see this Sunday and what the crowd, how crowded it is, how loud it is, how engaged the crowd is. I'm very, very interested I think you're to see. Be disappointed. I think I'm going <laughs> to be too. But I mean, I mean, weather's supposed to be decent on Sunday, 45 and sunny. I mean, it's. It should be a day where it's mobbed and loud. So this is a really good segue, and I know we don't have a whole lot of time because someone's got to go sell some mortgages. Um, but <laughs> Got to pay but, the bills. Correct. But um, there were 75,000 people in Atlanta this past Saturday night for the championship soccer between Atlanta and Portland. Now, granted, 75,000 for the championship game with the home team there. Got it. They had... Nine crowds this year of their home games, nine of 70,000 or more in Atlanta. Now, they're the fair-haired child in the league, mm -hmm. and everyone is looking at them and, you know, the Cincinnati team that's coming in and the Nashville team are like, how do we replicate this? How do we replicate this? And if you looked in the stands during the game, you saw one common theme. Everyone was under 35 years old, and I'm just generalizing it was a young, you and I, you and I might have been there because we love soccer, but you and I wouldn't have been there. It was all. No, we're there with our kids. We're there, but with three kids. Right. So we're, but it was all young, 25 to 35-year-old Atlanteans, or whatever they're called, who it has become the place to be seen. And this goes back to something you said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the attendance, and you used that term, which is a term that we kind of used to use in the old days of the blast when I was running the blast, and not even way before I was running the blast, but when I was involved in the, with the blast, the Civic Center was a place to be seen. It was the cool place in town. The Ravens have completely gotten away from that concept. And if they were smart and the rest of these NFL teams were smart, can't even believe I'm saying this, right? It's funny how things come full circle. They would look at what they're doing in the MLS, and they would look at how these teams are drawing fans, younger fans. You, you know, they're buying the tickets. They're, they're wearing the stuff. But this PSL model that the NFL has used has really come back to cripple them because people can't get rid of them now. They're stuck with them. They own them. It's like a bad car, right? You, you own it. <laughs> so you, you can't get rid of them. You think this Lamar approach is kind of in sync with that, a way of trying yes. to get younger people engaged. 100%. He just said it. His 16-year-old kid's got a Lamar Jackson jersey. The guy's played four games. He might wind up stinking, but he's got a Lamar Jackson jersey because it ushers in. It's funny, right? The kid's Twitter handle, it's kind of comical. The LJ8 era. He's, he, he's already got an era. He, he's named it after himself. My 14-year-old said the other day, very astute, he said, he goes, I don't know if we're better 
but it sure is a lot more fun to watch. Right, right. And, said and, it. I mean, is Ford, it more fun for you to watch? No, not really. Not really. I mean, I, I'm, I'm about results. I'm a 47-year-old man. I want to see results. So I want us to win. And, you know, we've debated over and over if we're better either so way. in that regard, I, I it's more, actually it's got a passing grade for you then. Yeah, it does. Regard. It does. But it's not necessarily more fun. I right. think it's more interesting. It's I, more I interesting because it's new. Yeah, well, but I think that, look, I may be looking at it the wrong way. I'm probably looking at it as a guy who owns a sports website who wants people to come and read it every day. And you're operating right. from a guy that owns a football website. And right. You want people to come and read it every day. I'm uh, a fan. And, and, but we're doing a, we do this show because we want people to watch it. We, we need content. We need some, something to be jazzed up a little. I just find it interesting. If they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. I, I mean, I'm, I, I love the team, but I'm not a, I don't throw things at the TV when they lose. I go on out and play catch with my kid in the yard, and we, life just goes on, right? But it's interesting to me, and it's, I'm, a, I'm a coach guy. And what they do from here with John and what John does from here with Lamar and how they, I don't want to say sell their soul because I think that sounds negative, but how they sell their soul for this kid is really interesting. To me, it's much more interesting than Joe. It's True. just that simple. Joe's Joe's tenure here, an era here, is you know he's on the 16th or 17th hole of his of his time here, and this kid it, it has something new to present to us. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think the whole dynamic of the team is is changing, and all the drama, the stories within the story, the overall story. That being, like you said, Lamar and John, and et cetera, how Steve's going to approach this whole thing. But the actual product on the field, I'm getting a little bored with this, their, the Ravens version of the RPO. It's getting a little boring to me. When I see Lamar Jackson running out of bounds with four minutes to go on the clock, I'm thinking, What's, that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's just him doing his thing. But I think you're right, though, that Dean will be disappointed by the turnout. On Sunday, I don't think it's going to. This is Tampa, a team that no one can really associate. It's December, that's a team that doesn't have an identity. December, either, right? we're in the thick of it, and the weather's supposed to be good. It should, it should the, be sold out. It should be sold out and loud. Right. The people that are there should be loud, and I want to. I can't wait to see. And 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 to go back real quick to their point about the ticket issue, um, the Ravens are in a little bit of a catch twenty two, an, an awkward one, and 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 potentially a pretty serious one. You know, they wouldn't mind probably blanketing the market with media to try to sell the last 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 tickets. But they have to be a little careful in how they do it because once people find out, and they already have, the people that own the tickets are not happy. I paid 120 Now you're selling them for 44 That's not fair. And as I said to a lot of people last week, uh, people that reached out to me via my website or however it happened, social media, I kept trying to remind people, you, when you own a season ticket and or PSL, uh, they're married obviously, you own them in good times and in bad times. They're, they're, so the notion that, I mean, when you sell the ticket for 250 do you give the Ravens a piece of that? No. You don't give them a cut of your profit. So when they have to do things to get people to come into the building and they have to sell them for $44 times two because you've got to buy both games, um, and it's a mobile ticket, by the way, and it's not coming to you until 25 minutes before the game because they don't want you to resell it. So that's their, that's, they're smart. They're thinking this through ahead. You're, you're not going to get the ticket three days before so that you can flip it. You're going to get this ticket. The game kicks off at 1 o'clock. You're probably getting it delivered to your phone at 1225. And that way you can't, there's no way for you to turn it around. Um, they're, they're in a difficult position because they need people to buy these tickets but they're very leery about going out and 
blasting that all over the marketplace because it, it's a little embarrassing for starters, and they know they have pushback from the people who have paid full price. So they're, they're trying. As I wrote last week, the one thing you can say about them, they're not naive. They're trying to sell these tickets. They, they know they got an issue. Yep. Sure. All right, let's talk about the issues on the field. Tampa comes in. Quarterback one week, quarterback Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Patrick, Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic. Right. We, don't, we don't know which one, Drew. But and then you got Winston. We're, we're eight-point favorites. We're at home. We should be able to get it done. Um, I, I don't see them. I don't see the Ravens covering. Kind of like Tampa plus the points, Drew. I know you, you haven't given out your, 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 your magic picks yet. But, um, you know, they tee, up, they tee up okay for us, especially at home. I don't the, see it being the, a big problem. Right. I mean, the one thing I would say, the, the leagues, you know, you, it's really hard to do this week to week. They just gave up 28 points yesterday to, to a New Orleans team that generally hangs 35 or 40 on people. Um, but they only scored 14. Right. Uh, they can score. That's the one thing. If you look at their season, they can put some points up. Um, but it's a, it's, you can't go back from week to week and just predict what's going to happen. The one thing I would say is I think we're going to need to score some points. That's the one thing. I, I don't think this is a 21-13, 24-13 game. I think we're going to need to score in the upper 20s to beat them, I which so we bit, can. A little bit like, but, like the Chiefs game. Yeah, I mean, I think if, we, I think if they don't get to 24, we have a 90% chance of winning. It's funny you say but that. I, I got 28-24 stuck in my head. Yeah, if they get to 28 or 30, now we got a dogfight. But I think if we can hold them to 24 or less – we got a really good, or 23 or less, we got a really good chance of beating them. Yeah, I think the Ravens are actually going to probably force some turnovers this week. They haven't been able to do that much. They got a nice turnover, but that was kind of a gift from Mahomes against the Chiefs. But I think they're going to force some turnovers. I think the defense looks hungry again. I like the way they looked against the Chiefs. I think they'll take it to Tampa. I, I see Tampa or, or the Ravens winning 31 to 20. Okay, there you go. 28 24. What do you I'll got, Joe? I'm going with Tampa Bay and an upset. No, I'm kidding. I'll say Ravens win. Uh, I'll say Ravens win 20, uh, what's, the, what's the number? Eight. Eight, eight and a half. I'll, I say it'll be 28-20 Ravens. Right on the number. Because <laughs> that's how it works. So when we do this show next week, are the Ravens in first place in the AFC North? Yes, because uh, Pittsburgh's losing to New England. Yeah, and then we're talking about, oh my God, here come the Chargers. Oh my, or I'm, my fault. Oh my God, we're going to see the Chargers. Oh my God, we're going to see the Chargers. We're but it'd be nice to be in first. Harbaugh extension. Extension? I think he's got one year. I, I don't know. That would be interesting. If, I mean, obviously, if they made some sort of deep run in the postseason, John's, uh, John's agent's definitely going to call Steve and say, how about two or three more years? I got one I mean, last there's question. There's no doubt about that. Drew, right? I got one last prediction. What, what, what are we talking? How many empty seats, Tony? 10,000. Drew? Boy, that's a lot. I mean, but they've been averaging 15 to 17 in the building. Um, I... Don't think it'll be quite that many. I was going to say 10. Uh, Not that I want to go really? exactly with 10. I'm, I'm thinking about 10, too. Uh, okay. I'll say 5,000. I think there'll be empty seats, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as obvious as it's been the last couple of years. Okay. So be, hope you, hopefully you're right. 5,000. Hopefully we're all right. Ravens being first place, and we tune in next week with you guys. So thanks for joining us. You want to get a mortgage? Put the it's, phone it's, number right here, guys. Put the phone number right under Dean. It's the primary residential mortgage armchair quarterback. That's right. All right. Thank See you. See you next week.